This is Rat Pack Radio, the internet radio station that brings you everything from the top hits of music. Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. Two Sports Talk Radio. With the first pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Jared Goff, quarterback, California. We are here for you, WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Come join the pack. Download the WRP Rat Pack Radio app on Google Play, BlackBerry, and the Apple Store. If you're streaming, you can stream us on TuneIn.com, Web Radio Central, or RatPackSports.com slash Rat Pack Radio. The Underground, discovering hidden talent worldwide. Playing daily on Rat Pack Radio, WRPR. Come join the pack. to the Rat Pack Sports Show live on Rat Pack Radio WRPR. It's new, it's fresh, it's a slam dunk! You're listening to Rat Pack Sports Show on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. to realize his limitations. You don't know me, and you don't know what I'm capable of. That was a heck of an effort. This house is a present in the galaxy of this sucks. And you free enough. This is over. When I say it is over. I will massacre you. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Are you not entertained? I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. That's how I roll. Offensive foul! Hello? You play to win the game. There's a drive! Way back! It might be! It could be! Yeah! This is my favorite part coming up right now. RatPackSports.com and also the Rat Pack Radio WRPR app. We're in the building for another week bringing you the best is in sports talk and entertainment. It is Sunday night. It is NFL Sunday. And while most of the games today were kind of blowouts, especially in the 1 o'clock hour, uh, a lot of two-score games. 
uh, we still got a lot of entertainment. So we'll get into some NFL. We'll get into uh, college because, like I said, man, uh, because of Prime, I've been watching a little bit more college football at this point of the season than I would normally be watching. And I'm, you know, trying to keep up with the progress of what's going on in Colorado. And, you know, there's a lot of lot of people out there. <coughs> and I, I, I'm going to say this. And I'm just going to keep it, keep it real. Give me a second. I'm just going to keep it real. And I'm just going to tell it like it is. Because this is what I this is what I'm seeing. Uh, there's a lot of, and I don't know why. I mean, I got an idea why I get into it, but uh, I got an idea why. There's so much, so many people, uh, you know, watching Colorado. Some of them, a lot of people are, you know, fans of Dion, obviously. That's my era. I grew up watching Deion Sanders play play football, one of the best to ever do it. Normally you don't see somebody that that was as good as he was transition after his career into coaching and actually do well. A lot of all-time greats aren't really good coaches. But uh Deion is. He's been coaching uh really all his life. A lot of a lot of his coaching is done behind the scenes. He didn't really talk about it. But, you know, he's been coaching his son since they was little. Um, so he has his experience coaching. He started at the little little league level, probably done high school for a little bit. You know, obviously Jackson State did his time there. And now he's, you know, at Colorado, major, you know, division one school. But there's a lot of people that are fans of of prime time. I mean, who who if if you watch prime time in his career, who wouldn't be a fan of this guy? I mean, it's prime time. So there's a lot of people, you know, rooting for prime time because they've been you know fans of him their whole life, watching him play, you know, play the game of football. Then you got people who just for some odd reason, just hating, like, just just flat out, just flat out hating. And I don't understand it because I've listened to a lot of, you know, Deion Sanders interviews and heard hear him speak, and a lot of everything he says is about him, it's about his team, and and his coaches. He don't go out of his way to trash talk about any other program, about any particular, you know, team, uh, any particular coach or anything like that. He just – it's all about what he's doing at, you know, the programs that he is at and and helping, you know, the kids getting the best out of, you know, what they can do. And as a coach, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to coach kids to play – Till they, till they, uh, 
you know, potential. And then, you know, sometimes you can get them to play above their potential. Uh, because the players, they trust you. They know you got their back. And, and you know, they know you mean what you say. You don't – you say one thing in front of them and then get behind them and do another one. So, you know, them players play hard for them. So you got people out there that's really, like, rooting – they waiting. They waiting for, you know, Colorado to fail. They waiting for, you know, Deion Sanders to be embarrassed uh, in the game. You know, they've been waiting for this Oregon game. You know, they won the first game. Uh, they, you know, TCU not that good, even though at the time they was ranked. You know, I was All of a sudden, TCU not, not that good. You know what I'm saying? They won the second game. Uh, oh, well, it's just Nebraska. It's just Nebraska. They not that good. But before the Nebraska game, everybody was saying, oh, this week he got a chance to see a real, a real team in Nebraska. And then when they blew them out, no, now Nebraska not no good. Then the next week, rivalry game against, you know, Colorado State. And they come out, they win that game in overtime. So then it was okay. Well, Oregon, this is going to be the true test to see, you know, if the hype is real. Anybody that watched Colorado from week one to week three knew the defense was suspect. Even if Hunter was out there on the field, they they was they they can't stop the pass. They can't generate a pass rush. They they are smaller defensive line. Them boys leaning on them. You know it's hard. It's hard for them. So anybody that had any football sense knew that this this Oregon game was going to be a disaster. It wasn't going to be close. The Oregon is, is well established. They're one of the elite programs in, in all the college of, you know, football. And they always had a high-powered offense. And so far this season, they're averaging like 50, 50, 58, something like that per game, which is ridiculous. So for a team that struggled on defense, uh, you know, even with Hunter, they struggled stopping the pass. Uh, they struggled stopping the run. And you playing the number one, one of the top offenses in all of college football, and you're, you got an undersized defensive line. What you thought was going to happen? So now, since they done lost this game, oh, they got exposed. How? How did they get exposed when all of their deficiencies was things that we seen from week one, week two, and week three? Explain to me how they got exposed. No, they got beat by a superior team. Man. If you guys been listening to the show, we've been talking about Colorado for a little minute now. And I'm on record to say six, seven wins. 
They will struggle against the better teams. They'll beat the teams that they match up with more, you know, evenly. So, remember, they only won one game last season. They only won one game last season. They already got three. So, they're, they're three game, two games better than last season, and they still got about seven, seven games left in the season. So, they're already improved. He's doing his job. They're already improved. If they become bowl eligible and they make a make a bowl in the first year of a new coach, that's even that's even better. But there's nobody here that has any any football knowledge that was sitting here saying uh, Colorado gonna make the college football playoffs this year, or they're gonna win the Big Twelve. I ain't hear nobody saying that. Everybody that I know or listen to, you know, they they say give him three years. Three years to get the players he want, build a team the way he want, and they'll be in the conversation as a, you know, playoff contender. But there's a lot of people that's hating. Uh, and a lot, some of them hating because – the way he used the portal, he went out and pretty much, you know, got rid of every player from last season's team and brought in his guys. You know, and normally you wouldn't have that happen, but you got the transfer portal. So did he do anything illegal? Every coach in the country got access to the transfer portal and they can use it at their free will. So he didn't do anything illegal that's that's going to jeopardize his coaching career or, or get the you know school itself into trouble. But again, they won one game last season. And I remember when he first got there, I listened to the interview. He said he was going he was he was going to train them guys to the point where they going to want to quit. If you make it through, you know, spring and you make it through uh you know, summer, fall conditioning, uh, you you got a spot on this team. Now, you know, he was going to test their will to see how much they wanted it. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of kids. Football, you talk 80-some kids, 70-some kids on the roster. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of turnover. But that makes it even more – uh, even better that with all that turnover, they're still able to get together and, and, and play some really good football already this early. Bring bring some stuff together. And, and yes, yeah, Sanders uh, is showing that he's a pretty good quarterback. So it helps when you got a good quarterback. That's, that's anywhere, you know, any level. You got a quarterback that can, that can distribute. Uh, you you know you got a chance. Last game, Sanders wasn't able to distribute because up front they got they got the crap beat out of them. 
They got physically dominated. The man didn't have time to, uh, you know, set his feet sometimes and make a throw. And again, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, you know, when you you get dominated up front, you know, that that's going to happen. So this week, I think, uh, let's see. This week, uh, they play, shoot, who is it? Colorado. I just saw it. Uh, let's see. Standings, rankings. And, oh, one thing for these rankings, man. Uh, the the hype is all created by, you know, the media, sports media. I didn't feel for one second that Colorado, after winning one game, deserved to be ranked. And I, I've said this already. So they they kind of fueled this whole hype train and set, you know, Colorado up for for all this because there's no way – uh, you should even touch the rankings this early in the season, when you only won one game last season. You ain't before the season, when last season ended, the final rankings. You probably was sitting down in the bottom seventy or eighty, you know, teams in the country. You probably even lower than that with with one win. So how do you come out of the season? You play TCU and. I think it was either the next week they played Nebraska or after the Nebraska game, you jump into the top 25. Bro, no. And I even said that at the time. They should not be ranked. Because you got all these other teams that's more established, that's, you know, had consistently good teams over the years that was in front of them. So you trying to tell me they jumped all them teams? No. No, they wanted to push push Colorado up as fast as they could. Uh, you know, to create the hype train and then set them up for uh a a, a, a downfall later on. But they should have never uh been ranked. They should have never been ranked. That's um that's my stance. And I I'll I'll continue to say that they should have never been ranked. You know, they 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 have to, you know, go through the through the ringer just like everybody else. Earn earn where you at. They and I don't feel like they earned the ranking of where they they are. So um you know TCU I mean they still rank uh, well at the time they was ranked 17. I don't think they ranked anymore. But um you know TCU ranked 17 uh Oregon was 10th. Nebraska, Colorado State, those are all good matchups for them. 
USC, this probably going to be another beatdown. Um, hopefully they keep it closer than 42 to 6, but it's probably going to be a double-digit uh, defeat. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, banking on them beating the USC. But if they compete, they go out there and play hard, it's all part of the the rebranding, rebuilding process that Colorado, you know, is gonna be is gonna go through uh, you know, under Dion. He'll have them ready to play, but sometimes you just outmatch. If you can't win the battle up front, you just you just outmatch. I mean, that's just that's just it. You can't win the battle up front, you outmatch. Uh Arizona State uh probably be a good matchup. So if they could come out of there with a win, you're talking at four and two. Uh Stanford, another suitable opponent that they may be able to get another win. So if they could get that win, then you you're sitting at five and three. Uh UCLA is gonna be tough. Uh Oregon State, probably another tough game. Eighteenth ranked Oregon State. Uh Arizona could be a tough game, but it might be a better matchup for them. You know, Washington State, you know, Utah. So if if you look at the season right now, they're gonna possible, let's see, Arizona State. Let's put a W by there. Um, Stanford. Let's put a win there. So that's five wins. UCLA winnable. Uh, Arizona, Washington State, Utah. These last three games going to be tough. So I said seven wins at most. At most this season, I said, I said seven wins for Colorado. So if they sitting around like four, five, six, uh, that'll make them bowl eligible, and that's a successful uh, season as a first year coach. You come from one win to you know being in a bowl game. Everywhere else, that's successful. But right now, to everybody else, you know the people that's hating, they're gonna look at that and say, oh, they they you know they only got six. Uh, seven wins. Oh, the hype train, the hype train. No, the hype train was created by the the media, the sports media. But the people that's, you know, people like myself and everybody else, they're just rooting for Dion to be successful. Because a lot of us follow, follow him throughout his career. They follow him throughout uh, Jackson State. And they want to see if he can be as successful with Colorado as he was with Jackson State. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see a guy do well. Yeah, but just because people want to see him do well, you say, "Oh, you, you've, you know, you caught it up, caught up into the hype train." What hype train? I ain't predict them to win anything. I didn't say they was gonna win the Pac-12. I didn't say they was going, you know, make the college football playoff. I didn't predict them to go win a national championship. I didn't do none of that. So 
What's the hype? I see, you know, seven wins max. What's hype? What's hype behind that? There's not a whole lot of. There's not a whole lot of hype behind that. So I just feel like you know because of the attention, obviously, you know Colorado getting. I mean, why not? Alabama win games, but why do they get most of their potential? Their their attention. Nick Saban. You know, when you look at good teams all around, you know, college football, a lot of them, a lot of them uh, teams. Coverage is led by the coaches. Nick Saban, Colorado. Uh, Ch- um, I'm about to say Chip Kelly, not Chip Kelly. What's the uh, – Brian Kelly. Every team he's been that, he, you know, as a head coach, he's been the center of attention. Back in the days, Florida State, Bobby Bowden, Nebraska, Tom Osborne, you know, Duke. Uh, Shisheski, Syracuse, Bayheim, uh, you know, I could go on. On and on and on. Stoops, University of Oklahoma, uh, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson. I mean, you, any great team is, 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 is led, or good or great team, is led by the head coach, Miami, Miami Hurricanes, back in the days. You know, Dennis Dennis Erickson. I mean, Florida Gators, Steve Spurrier, uh, University of Georgia. I can't remember. Was Mark? My is it Mark? No, I don't think he's there anymore. Uh, not Mark Rick. Um, with a coast of Georgia. You know. I mean, that's just the way it is. So if you got a good team. Arsaw, you got a great leader in, in that's leading the group. And, and that's all it is. Dion is getting the same type of attention. Everybody else getting on the difference. Dion is, you know, he's more uh outspoken. He's more uh pro, I say pro uh you know, media coverage. Uh, well a lot of a lot of coaches aren't. Uh, you know, they rather not say as much and don't you know don't garner as much attention, but it's it's prime time, man. We know we know what we gonna get out, out of Deion Sanders. He's been in front of the cameras, you know, his whole career. And he's not shy in front of the cameras. But to sit and say or to to, to hate and, and say this guy's not doing a good job. Uh, you know, with that group, that's just straight. That's just straight up hating. I want to see in any one of them that's saying that. Uh, bring a whole new team. Uh, out of ninety players, you got 80, 80 plus brand new fast phrases. Get them ready in uh, you know, six six to nine months, and be able to come out and play, you know, productive football. You know, that's a credit to him, his coaching staff. And everything they've been doing to get these boys to go out here and, and believe and, and play, you know, productive football 
this early in the season where we know in a sports standpoint, it takes time for teams to gel and, and come together when you, you know, change coaches like that. It ain't it's not easy. If it was that easy, every single super team that been created would win the championship. So my everybody I said, my my team is South Florida. And finally, finally, uh after a whole bunch of years, I'ma just say since Jim Levitt, because that's the last time USF really had um uh, a good, respectable program, uh it's looking like you know, we got a decent uh, team this year. Um, you know, we barely beat, well, we nearly, I ain't going to say barely, we nearly beat, you know, Alabama uh, in a close game that actually uh, they had a good chance of of winning. So we're we're second in the conference at uh two and one. And so far we've scored you know thirty eight versus FAMU, uh three points versus Alabama, seventeen to three. But that, that score was really a lot closer than that if you watch the game. Uh we put forty two up on Rice. So we're at two and two early on in the season. Uh, we got Navy next week, you know. So that you know, it's looking like an improved team from over the last uh, I'm gonna say five, probably ten years. Man, it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle for South Florida. The thing I don't understand is, uh, you know, South Florida. Uh, you're in the state of Florida that, you know, you got premium talent all over the state, all over the state when it comes to this football. And your program can't get, you know, none of the, any of these guys. Even you don't even have to get the best of the best. You can get second and third tier guys that's going to come in and give you some some really good, you know, production. So I just don't feel like over the years they've done a good enough job, you know, recruiting the homegrown talent or maybe the homegrown talent just didn't want to didn't want to play for them because it was so dysfunctional uh, you know, over there and and going through so many coaches don't secure don't make anybody feel uh, secure to you know, accept <clears throat> go and play over there because if you're flipping coaches every year, you know, every time you get a new coach, are you going to fit what that new coach want? Are you going to be his type of player? Then you, you know, at that point you're at risk of losing your scholarship because you don't fit what the new coaches want. So that uh, that instability could have a big reason to do with why as a program you struggle to to bring in top talent because they want to be 
you know, when they sign that letter of intent, they want to know that they're going to be there, you know, long term. Now, you know, the portal is there if they want to, you know, transfer, throw themselves in the portal. But all in all, you know, the majority of these kids, wherever they start, that's where they want to finish. So, uh, that's all it is there. So, we're, uh, you know, just going into a little detail here uh, about, you know, the situation, you know, with Prime, Colorado, and, and my my South Florida Bulls. But uh, that's who I really root for. That's my team. And I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, they, they, they've been terrible over the last few years or a handful, 10, you know, last decade. But, uh, you know, that's my team. So, Good to see the things that is going in a, you know, positive direction for them. Now, um, you know, as for Colorado, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to continue to to root for them because I want to see, a, as a coach myself, you know, my, my enthusiasm for Colorado ain't really necessarily – them winning and then and, and you know losing, it's the the. It's the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the, uh, attention to to detail, and the ability that Dion has to you know reach and get through to all these kids, to believe in each other, believe in him, believe in his staff, everybody you know buying in. Uh and going towards the same goal. So that's why I like to see him root because we we root for him because that's, you know, that's what he did at Jackson State. And he turned them around real quick. He didn't get to the he didn't get the championship that um that he was hoping they would get, but you only you only can win the championship if you put yourselves in position to win the championship and over the last few years, 2 years, I think uh, both of those years they lost in the championship game. So, uh, you know, he got his chance to go, uh, you know, to the next level. And, uh, you know, as a coach, you can be, your heart can be in the right place. You can be doing everything right. You can want to, uh, you know, help all the kids you want. But if, a better opportunity comes along. And, and I was on this tip at first because I felt like, you know, Deion Sanders for what he did, what he represented, uh, what he was doing for Jackson State, I felt like he was better suited for uh, HBCU school. But, you know, knowing everything we that we do know now since he's left and a lot of the things that he did, We've seen what happened with uh, Ed Reed, you know, when he was at Bethune-Cookman and, and all the stuff he had to go through in the short time that he was there. And he ended up either uh, they got rid of him early on because Ed Reed and Dion, uh, obviously they they good friends. 
uh, you know, so they was talking back and forth while he was at Bethune, and uh, you know, Prime was just telling him what was what his situation was and what he had to go through. And then when he got to Bethune, they kind of put him through the same ringer. So he he was calling it out, and then Bethune Cookman ended up uh, getting rid of him. Not even I want to say not even two months in to his uh, coaching gig because. Yeah, uh, you know, Reed was calling him out on some stuff. So, you know, you can you can try to do all you want, but when when uh the situation ain't really set up for you to succeed and you don't you see that they're they're not really doing anything to to further the uh you know, sports programs or the administration got some stuff going on that you don't necessarily like. Uh, you know, you got to make a move. And that's basically what happened. But he did leave Jackson State in a better position uh, than when he first got there. And at the end of the day, that's what you want. Uh, as, as a coach, uh, you want to build a program into something better. And while he didn't finish the job of winning the championship, he left them in a better position uh, than it was when they got there, you know. Uh, I want to say that while he was there, he managed to get them a new stadium built, new uh, stadium on campus that got approved. You know, so, uh, you know, he felt like, He not not that he done all he could do, but I mean he left him in a better position. And uh, I don't know what uh, Jackson State. Let's see what he at one A so or one double A. I mean so let's see what what division would they be in? I mean conference. Uh, Missouri Valley. Jackson State. Swack. Yeah. So they're in the swack. They're three and two uh this season. And you know, they're still playing good football, competitive football. Thirty seven to seven, South Carolina State, Florida and then beat them twenty eight to ten. Southern University they beat twenty seven fourteen. Texas State, whoa. Whoa, 7734. That looked like the Dolphins game today. Uh Bethune, they beat them. I got Alabama AM next week. Um so I mean, we'll see. But um the last season they lost in where is it? Twelve and 0. Where's the uh what was their record last season? Twelve and one. North Carolina Central. That's the bowl game they lost in. Um <coughs> they didn't <coughs> excuse me. They didn't win their conference. I know they didn't. Um 
but they're undefeated. But I know they had a conference uh, title game that I thought they lost uh, in. Huh, let me let me check something real quick. Let's see, Jackson. Let's see. So let me make sure I got this right. So Jackson State, let's see. Um one double A. Okay, so yeah, they did win the conference championship. They just lost their bowl game. And that would have been big time if they'd have won that bowl game last last year. But uh, yeah, twenty one to twenty two. So those the uh, years under Dion that he won the uh, conference championship eleven and two in twenty twenty one twenty. Um, no, yeah, in twenty twenty two twelve and one. Yeah, so they did win 27-10, So I must have got it uh wrong here. They lost both of their bowl games. South Carolina State uh twenty one and North Carolina Central uh last year celebration bowl. So I think that's the uh yeah, so yeah, I mean but that's that's success. I mean he was only there two years, but uh before he got there before he got there um he was twenty seven and six in those two years and before then it's been since about two uh two two thousand six through twenty thirteen. So since twenty thirteen um, they've been terrible. So, sixteen, eleven, twenty fourteen through twenty fifteen, nine, nine and twenty, twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen, and then twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, six and nine. So they haven't had a winning season, um, since twenty thirteen, and I think twenty thirteen was the last conference title they won before, um. Before then, and the only reason they won the championship in 2013 was because uh, Southern Southern University had all them wins vacated because they got caught up in a some violations, and the game that they lost, the championship game that they lost, they got recorded. You know, they got given the win for it, so they ended up winning a conference that year. But you know. Before he got there, I mean, he was there was a bad team. That's why he ended up being the coach. So I'm gonna keep rooting for the man. I mean, 
I just want to I just want to see you know good coaches do well, and I feel like he's a uh, you know he's a really good coach. So hold on, what am I looking at? Yeah, I feel like he's a really good coach. That's just um, what it is. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we'll jump into some NFL because I want to talk about uh, why we just seen an NFL team that looks like a track and field team uh, on the field, and we've seen an NFL team gives up uh, 30, uh, 70 points, which – that's a college football score. We usually see that in college. In my lifetime, I've never seen a uh, 70 point scored in the NFL game. It's happened before uh, in the 60s, but I wasn't live in the 60s. So we just witnessed something that basically uh, a first time in our sports lifetime watching football. And uh, we're going to get into it when we come back from this break. So uh, with that being said, we will be hold on, hold on. We will be back after this break. You listen to the Rat Pack Sports Show. 